In this episode of Shut the Shit Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall, we brought in comedian Jaron Myers to help us lighten up. Let's go. Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. That's right. Today's episode is I Should Lighten Up. Actually, it's you should really lighten up. And here's why we're actually thinking that this is so important for all of us to shut this should out of our life. It's because so many times we take things a little too seriously. And you know what? We've reserved this space this season, Jenny, for very yeah. limited guests. I mean, it, it's kind of, we, we've embraced kind of some a big elitism. Deal. Yeah, a big <laughs> deal, a big deal. And we want to introduce you to our guest today. Today, we have Jaron Myers. He's a stand-up comedian from Kansas City, Missouri. He's built this online fan base of over 1 million devoted followers. And his videos boast over 250 million views across the internet. Woo! What in the world? What in the world? Jaron's a big joy and heartwarming personality. Make him feel like a lifelong friend that you share inside jokes with. Myers has two comedy specials on Amazon Prime, and his antics have been featured by BuzzFeed, Newsweek, College Humor, Relevant Magazine, and many more. Myers has toured all over the country performing at colleges, comedy clubs, and churches. And if you didn't know about him, I I know him personally, and I love him. Welcome to the show today, our friend Jaron Myers. Hey, guys. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that Candace was going to read my bio from my website. I I was really worried when she started going in on it because I was like, all right, I know where this is from. And then I thought that she was going to change it because like we're close. Not at all. Not at all. As a matter of fact, I I tell people, I'm like, um, we could be brother and sister. We need to Mm -hmm. check the gene pool. I I mean, Mm -hmm. like the first time I met- 23andMe. <laughs> Have you done it? What? <laughs> Reach out. Me, the, you've you've done the the spit thing where you spit and then you send it off to some lab so that they have. Have you not, Jenny? Have you never heard of this? I've never I've done no. it. No. Oh man, it ruins families because you find out a lot. All right, mm. and so you spit in the thing, send it to some lab, and then it's in this big database where, well, now they have your DNA, but also they tell you who you're related to. It's super accurate. Yeah. it's pretty terrifying. It's it's horribly terrifying because I did it and I don't even want to admit what I found out here on the podcast. I'm still uh, suffering hey, from it. Stories <laughs> for a different time if you want to talk about 23 and me, because it caused some it caused some stuff. We'll chat off oh, air. Wow. <laughs> because I'm telling you right now, I am going through therapy on a couple of the points I found out. <gasps> if you look up if you look up like Reddit stories about 23andMe, oh, you'll find all these people who are like, I found out my dad's not my real dad or like yep. all kinds of, like, Crazy I mean, it's because it's, it's DNA, like, you know, oh, yeah. that's wild. Yeah. And they anyway. make whole documentaries, just side fact, on like mm-hmm. finding 
serial killers based on the dead yeah, yeah, yeah. created from these yep. ancestry.com 23andme like well, all it was wild i don't know what story it was a guy had been he had been charged and convicted with with murder uh but 23andme is the reason that they were like oh it wasn't him right. and so he's been spending i don't wow. know decades in jail uh and then got exonerated and let out wow. because of so anyway Welcome Can I to just say crime podcast with Jenny is a, yeah. and Jared Myers? <laughs> yeah. Crime. Anyways. What? Okay, well, I gotta say it. I wanted to do the ancestry.com. I was all into it. Yeah. And my dad yeah. was like, wisdom. He's like, don't do it. They're gonna pin you with a crime. You don't want your Whoa. DNA out there. And I was like, Whoa. what crimes have we all done? And I started thinking things about my family i was concerned but my dna is safe and sealed is your dad in the mafia right i feel like this like is your, immediate like clue. your dad was Do just it. like hey don't go digging around right? <laughs> my last <laughs> name was like... marcella before marriage and that's right. very italian oh you, yeah, you crap the case Right here. You're in the mafia. And I oh. this is the last time I'm gonna appear publicly is this this episode right now. Well, it's really glad that, that this is the last time. While we have you, why don't we just play a special game? A special game. One we've never ever played. Oh, a special game. Get ready. It's like a Dance. Party. I know. I was like, ooh, I hear those garage band beats. Yeah, like you that. do. Yeah, you do. Because you know that's how Candace creates the music for the show. I love it. What uh Come what on. game we playing? Okay, it's a special you gotta game. prepare your heart. It's very special. <laughs> and it's rapid fire QA. Yes. And there's a buzzer in case oh, you're no. not rapid fire. Um, we want to get to know you better. So we're going to ask questions back and forth. Super fast. You have to answer. You get, we have a list of questions for you. This is like mm -hmm. torture for you. Fun yeah. for us. And the Great. Listeners. You get one pass. One. Oh, no. Pass. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And, and if so you're like, rambling a little hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's rapid fire. Okay. There's and, and listen, if we feel like we need to expound on, on one of the questions later, we'll do it. But right now, the game is rapid fire. Okay. Just say first thing comes to your answers. mind, okay? Got it. Short yeah. answers. We're All right, here we go. A special game. Here we go. Okay. Where do you live? Kansas City, Missouri. At what age did you realize you wanted to try stand-up comedy? Uh, 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 16. Ooh, okay. Uh, All-time favorite comedian? Oh, um, uh, no. Uh, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I thought, I hope he says that. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Who is your biggest support? Um, My girlfriend. When did you meet your girlfriend? Next question. Four years ago. Four, four yeah, four years ago in a month. Wow. Who's your worst critic? Uh, anyone on uh, the internet. And just TikTok commenters. <laughs> At any moment. <laughs> Here's something we can expand on later. A school in Illinois, a high school in Illinois is probably my biggest critic. Oh, oh I can't wait. It, to saving it. it. Okay, we see you. Uh, what would you change about yourself? You can't drink your coffee now. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. What, what, what was the question? What would you change about yourself? 
Um, probably my overspending habit, like my my impulse uh, desires. Uh, okay. What makes you genuinely happy? Uh, kids falling and hurting themselves. Got it. <laughs> Just videos. <laughs> Videos of almost disasters. <laughs> you ever seen? You ever seen a chubby kid just face plant? Like they're fine, but oh my goodness! Oh, you know, not family, not no, oh. not like a cool breeze. Genuinely have day. Sorry, I'll say what I should. Somebody say. I'll, I'll say what I should say. Uh, God's oh, presence. God. <laughs> Jehovah Jireh. <laughs> <sighs> okay. 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 Whoa. Okay. I wonder where this one's going to go. What makes oh, no. you genuinely angry? Oh, um, uh, oh, when people merge onto a highway and they're trying to go like 30 in a 70, they're trying to merge on wow. going 40 under. Wow. That should be a felony. Mm. Do you road rage on them? Uh, no, I, you, well, I used to, I have, um, <laughs> I have prayed a lot about that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you consider yourself a Christian comedian? Uh, no. Love Good. That. What, what should people lighten up about? Everything I think, I don't know. Uh, yep. just, yep. it good. feels like the temperature is here. You yeah. Know? Yeah. 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 I yeah. gave someone a friendly honk last week, you know, when someone's like at a red light and like they can turn, like you can go, you know? And so I tried to get, like, I didn't want to like, I didn't lay the horn. It wasn't an angry honk, but it was like a little, hey, right? <laughs> he, he gets out of the car. Like he's going to fight me over like a little, hey, like I was like, bro, this is, you're here. All right. Aaron, I was just yeah. saying you can turn at a red light and you're jumping out of the vehicle ready to punch me in the face over it. So here's the deal. Everything. That's what horns were created for. Like they are to <laughs> I know to communicate issues. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I want you to sing a TV theme. So theme. Sh uh, no, I want you to sing a TV show theme song for us. What's your favorite one? What's your favorite one? Oh, um, oh, uh, uh, I can't. I literally, my my brain blanket. All I want to do is the friends thing, but I literally can't even think of the song. Oh no! So no one told you life would. Was gonna be this way. There it is. There it is. Uh, your job's a joke. You broke. Your love life. It's yes. like stuck in second gear. You know, whatever. I love it. I love it. All the theme songs are of the past now. By the way, I don't know if you've noticed. Not yeah. unless you're watching WandaVision. Oh, that's true. I guess one Yeah, it's so good. But that's right. the joke. It's that it's old anyway. I know, I know. I really just kind of pulled that out and you destroyed it. Thanks. All right, next. <laughs> final, final answer. Tell us your go-to joke. Um oh my um it's really good. My friends bought their kid a race car bed. Uh, and I was like, that's awesome. He was so excited. He's like, I get to sleep in a race car. And I said, buddy, that's great. He's like, one day, if you grow up to be like me, you're going to sleep in a real one. <laughs> and so let's go to, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I used to be in Jenny's face right now. She's like, do you really sleep in a car? I know there was concern. There was worry. There was, I was worry. An Uber driver. Uh, and people yes, would find would. out because we would be talking when I was when I was Uber driving and I would say that I'm a comedian and someone would go, tell me a joke. 
And then it just never works in that setting, you know, where I'm yeah. up front and they're just in the yeah. back and I'm like, you know, race car beds, huh? And, uh, <laughs> and so they're looking for your stash. They're looking for the pillow, the blanket, like the, yeah. the microwave burrito. And in their head, like, because they don't laugh at it, they go, hmm, you know? <laughs> and, and then in their mind, they're like, yeah, this is why he's Uber driving right now. <laughs> like, but it's just a fast joke. I don't know. I love it. I love it. Loved it. I love it. You know what? I love celebrating a lot of different things. And we're going to take a second just to celebrate what God's done and some good stuff that's happening around here at Shut the Shit. Won't he do it, y'all? Time and time again, won't he do it, y'all? All right, we love you all leaving reviews and giving us all the stars. So we're just going to highlight one of those. But before we do, I just do want to mention that I do want to go back to Jaren's uh, moment with that school he was highlighting earlier, which we'll get to <laughs> that. Maybe we're going to expand on that story. But Candace, why don't you read our five star that someone left us? Yeah, we, we actually have a five star review. Um, and the subject was thank you so much. Thank you for coming to the table prepared and sharing what Jesus has to say. So the fact, <clears throat> I'm going to pause right here. The fact that somebody thinks that we come prepared. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a win. I'll tell you what. I prepare. <laughs> well, no, here, come let's, on. let's couple it mean? with, we're going to couple this with, they're listening to our show saying mm -hmm. that this is what Jesus would like to say. Oh yeah, yeah. Take that step further. Yeah. You guys it's, are a perfect case study of Type A and Type B personalities. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Well, this user, her name is Sweet Art Two Seventeen. Um, she also says, "But thank you." Well, maybe it's a he. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I was thinking it. I, I was thinking though, it's Sweetheart. Sweetheart. And it's not Sweetheart. It's Sweet Art. Um says, but thank you also for allowing your discerning spirit to detour every now and then. Looking forward to listening and enjoying the show. Keep it up. We love when you guys tell us, keep it up. We love you, sweet art 217. And we just want to say thank you as well. You're telling us thank you, but honestly, we wouldn't be able to really um, see what we want to do, make such a great impact if it wasn't for y'all helping and leaving these reviews and just encouraging us to keep going. So when you say keep it up, we are. We're keeping it up. So much so that we're going straight on to the next segment. For some criticism or some joy, some like no, that's no. It's are they good? It's are they really good? Perfect. It, oh, it's it's a bummer. We're not really. Maybe we'll pray out the show so you can see our favorite one because that's oh, really okay. next level. Yeah, we might just play it just for how how long does it take you to make these? You know what? Let's go back. Shut your face. So 
here's the deal. It was crunch he takes time. Instead of his coffee. <laughs> so tell me. Sorry. Yeah. Genuine question. I think it has a vibe to it. Like old school MTV shows growing up, like Tom Green, mm-hmm. Andy Milanakis. Like it's kind of like, what did I just watch? And why am why am I viewing that? But then you watch it every week with us, and it just becomes part of like an unsolicited place in your brain that you yeah. now have. Yeah. Yeah. And then so throughout the week, you're just like down, 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 down. You know, you just yes. singing it. Absolutely. I think it serves a purpose. And I think not only that, it's, you know, it's going to be beloved. (laughs) It makes sense. (laughs) I mean, we're, we're pitching for national TV shows. So if anyone's intrigued, we're ready. Exactly. Obviously, Jaren, that's what's going to lead this next level. Yeah. If they're going to go, you guys need production help. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, I thought they were going to be like, we need you. It's so good. <laughs> They've already got it. Yeah. Bring them in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take today's advice from the, the title of the show and lighten up because mm-hmm. that was kind of mm-hmm. painful. That hurt a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm going to lighten up about that. I feel good about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. This Enough is story about time. Us. Yeah. And we want to mm-hmm. find out about you, Jaren. And, <laughs> and listen, I know you on a different level than what we're doing on this podcast. You right. and I text back we, and forth we have to pretend that we're strangers. Things. Right, right. But the reality is, is that uh, there are very few people in the spaces that we walk in this really weird public space where we can just be 100% open and vulnerable and like, hey, guess what I hate about my career right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. I think Jaren and I are, one, are like, we're just friends because I want to share a story before I ask you your story. I want to share how I met you. So mm-hmm. many people don't know this. Um, but you and I met, oh my gosh, it went dark in my house. The lighting. Is it on a timer? It is. Alexa, turn on lights. Let's watch this bad boy. If you're on line and you're watching live, you're going to enjoy this. Or if Alexa just turned Mm. on your lights at your own house, you're welcome. Exactly. And if you're audio only, you missed it. You missed it. That's why you need to join us on Facebook every Monday night, late night party. So here's the deal though. I met you on a trip, a journeyman kind of trip to Israel. Journeyman, yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that's where you guys met. Yes. So we are the youngest people, basically. By a lot. By a landslide, let's be honest. Are you both the youngest or is maybe someone else the youngest? Are you guys younger than me? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would well, well, because because um, no, there was like one younger person oh. than me, but that was he was a child know, I, of a married couple. He was a child of a couple that was there. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah. But I was like, we, and it, Israel's not a trip that you typically go on by yourself. Like that's like a that's right. like a married couple's thing in their fifties to do. And Maybe so, even 60s. Yeah, you know, or uh, hundreds as a couple um, <laughs> were there, and uh, which is great. There's a lot of walking, so you should probably get it done before before 100, but um, right. if you're going to go. Uh, yeah, right. But yeah, but so so Candace and I were the only non, we didn't have a built-in walking buddy. Exactly. So you became besties 
on this. Well, trip. I get on the bus the first morning because we're going on these tours of all these different holy sites. And I'm that kid that, you know, the, 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 the tragic story of Candace's life is being the kid that's the last. And then mm-hmm. I don't have any friends to sit by. All the seats are taken. It's a Forrest Gump scene. And there's only one seat open. And it's next to this guy. And I'm well, like, because mm-hmm. everyone else had a built-in travel buddy, right? They're married, or they're friends. So they're, or they're all like, sitting yeah. next to So I felt the same way. I'm just sitting there in the seat yep. by myself. And I'm like, well, there's that guy. I don't, he's younger. Maybe he'll maybe he'll be fun. I sit down, and what did you say to me, Jaren? What did you say to me? <laughs> I heard you. We sit down. This was this was 2018. I had just gone viral with the Chick Fil A rap probably six months before this. And so I turned to Candace and I said, hey, I know who you are. Uh, I want you to know that I also went viral and you're not going to steal my thunder this week. (laughs) (laughs) I I had to start strong. I had to test her and be like, is this going to be a friendship or are you an enemy? And we were- immediately went are we in an alliance i think we are yeah 100 percent. yeah 100 inseparable the rest of the oh time. wow oh we were inseparable and we were we were the obnoxious we were inseparable and insufferable we were <laughs> we we ruined some of these couples in real experience all right do you remember when we were in Bethlehem and you were filming my toe because my toe yeah. was jacked up and I yes. said, stop filming my toe. <laughs> Look at that Quit toe. closing and in I, on my toe. I kept zooming every picture we take. I'd make sure we get a weird foot in it. He oh, made it me not time. want to wear sandals and all I brought was sandals. And yeah. so uh, I'm yeah. feeling self-conscious about my feet and he's like, let me zoom in on that and I'm going to yeah. post this Send on the internet. Random. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> <sighs> my gosh instant friends well listen i know that you're somebody that we obviously didn't take that trip serious as other people but i think we I can, can i just be honest we probably had the most fun and got the most i think out we of got it. the most out of it you know i'll tell you that 100 i think you guys should pitch yourself to host a israel trip with a bust load of people i'm For real gonna, though let's do Wouldn't it i already know fun. how to make we it had happen. so much fun i already know how yeah. to make it happen well, that's my story is how I met Jaron. And since then, I mean, it's just been what it is today. Where I mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, one of my favorite people in the whole world is Jaron. That's why he's with us today. But I've got to ask you, I know like a lot of people get to know when they know you that, that we can both be uh, shallow and deep. We can both have, mm-hmm. you know, moments of levity and then moments of like, hey, I don't like this. And nobody's talking about yeah. it. But yeah. I got to ask you something, Jaron. This is what the story I want to know. If you could go in the, you know, Rolodex of your thoughts here, what's the most crazy thing that a person told you that you shouldn't joke about or make light of? Uh, you, you had texted me this and I was trying to think about it. Um, I, there was a, there was a, a church in, I won't get too specific because I don't want to narrow it down. I don't want them to know I'm right. talking about them. They probably Thank will you. know, but what's whatever. But um <laughs> I've just been to a few churches where they had a sign out front, like oh, in the, oh. so there was handicap spots. And then right next to the handicap spot was a reserve for pastor sign. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a few churches like that. 
that and and that's I'm not talking about that church <laughs> specifically. I've been to several churches that do things like that, and I right. have asked. I and I usually am like, "Hey, are we cool if I like make fun of that?" And several of them are like, "No, we <gasps> honor our you know." Um, one church had a statue of a horse with Jesus riding on it, like a like yep. a warrior. Yep. Um, yeah, you texted me that picture. Like yeah, while you were there, you said, yeah. I said, look at this, look, look at, this at this quarter million dollar statue of a horse. <gasps> I didn't even think about and, that. 250K and I asked, K yeah, for a horse. And I said, I said, hey, Jesus, can I like, can I put and and then the girl got real serious and she was like, No, no. you absolutely should not like make fun of that. I was like, I'm not gonna make fun of it, but I'm gonna make fun of the fact that you own it. Like, yeah, of course, <laughs> like I'm not going to be like, look at Jesus, but I'm going to make fun of you for buying that. Like, anyway, there's really the the only times that I've been like a little annoyed when someone's like, hey, don't make these kind of jokes. Because there are some times where it's like, I've got a couple jokes and someone's like, "Um, hey, just so you're aware, this kind of situation happened uh, in our community. So like that's a sensitive area. And so I True. go, oh, I actually appreciate knowing that. Thank you. I'll, I'll avoid that topic or that joke or whatever. Um, but there's other times where it's just like, we don't want to make fun of that. Because, and it's like, oh, yeah. that to me makes me, I want to spend an hour on it. I want to go up there and just <laughs> make fun of that thing now. Like, don't tell me not to do that. So I did make a joke about it. She told me not to, and I made a joke about it. Yeah. yeah. But it was it was good. It was good because I said, uh, I said, you know, most churches invite me out and they don't even read the writer. You know, they like some churches just give me like a closet to hang out. But the staff here has been very friendly. They take care of me. You know, we've gotten our writers some pretty specific stuff. Like I want green M&Ms and I want a Jesus statue on a horse out front. Stop. And y'all really came through. Stop. Came through. They laughed. They thought it was fun. You know? Yeah, they thought it was fun. The people that booked you were probably like pierced lips oh, yeah. in the back arms <laughs> crossed. Just well, but it's like what it was. What it was I think the, and I think the pastors were fine. I think there there are sometimes where, um, and rarely has it been the person who's like in charge in charge. It's always like a second in command or a third who's always just like we take things very serious, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. Um, and is trying to like trying to not get anywhere near to making that person upset. And so, um, like you ever been around somebody who's just really anxious about how everyone's feeling. And so that's anyway, those are usually the people yes. who are like, we don't want to. And, and that's something that's been happening a lot with comedians too, is that rarely is the person who the joke is about the one who's offended. It's always somebody else who's offended right. on their behalf. Yeah, and that to me is like that's not even like it's not your. You don't know this person. Like you're just mad. Like I've got a Waffle House bit that I've done for years, and at yeah. the end of the joke, I talk about how I go, "Oh, a Waffle House employee sees out the window and see a hurricane, and they're like, well, my life can't get worse. Let's do it,' you know, um, <laughs> which is funny. But recently, people have been like." We don't want to make fun of Waffle House employees. And I'm like, dude, they're na- the guy behind the grill's name tag says Skittles. Like, he knows, you know? Stop. Like, it's not. Stop. And, like, I've told that joke to my Waffle House employee friends, and they laugh at it, you know? 
Right. I do right. have friends. I am friends with the Waffle House employees. But whatever. Well, one of them was on our trip to Israel. Yeah, <gasps> Lazarus. I, I, I'm dead serious. Like, we had a friend that oh, worked so at Waffle House. He's a manager of Waffle House. And he manager. thinks that joke is funny. Yeah. But there's people who would go, well, I'm offended on his behalf. But he's not. So like, wow. why are you... Like, wow. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I, I love this conversation right now because you're describing the state of humanity. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what really, and there's a lot of factors in play, but I think when it comes to those people specifically, there's a posture of good that is being like, I have to, I have to show that I'm good. Um, by standing up or being vocal against these certain things. And there's times to do that for sure. You know, there are yeah. times when, yeah, you do need to speak up and you do need to, but if you're speaking up with the motive of, I want people to know how good I am, then you're not speaking up on behalf of justice. You're not speaking up on, the, right. on behalf of uh, uh, standing up for somebody. All you're doing is grandstanding and showing like, I think that these kind of things are wrong. And it's like, wh who is that serving? That's, that's, that's selfishness disguised as social justice. And that to me is where it's annoying. Jaren, I just yes, got goosebumps at that last phrase. As a matter of fact, it makes me feel like we just need to expand this conversation to go a little bit deeper. So let's jump into We Said What. Come on now. What do we say? So we, we had this episode in our pocket for, I don't know, months now. Yeah. And you yeah. you were the one that came up. We're like, we need to bring them in because, I mean, I think we've seen over the last few years, we all should lighten a little bit up. Oh, and yeah. with comedy, there's such a depth to what you do where you're poking holes in truth, but you're giving people permission to laugh about it. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know, man. I, I feel like the last statement you just said before this segment is like spinning in my mind. And I'm like, oh, do you want to expand on that more or shall we just see? Um, sure, I can. I, I, I do think that a lot of our offense or our seriousness comes from our ego of mm -hmm. trying True. to uh, outwardly show that we are right, we are good, we are in good state. And you can and you can see this, this isn't even just like spiritually, right? You can see this, this is what's happening with politics is that uh, in order to fit in with this group, I have to say and amplify the right things, you know, whatever that group is, right? And so right. then what happens is not only do I have to prove that I'm good to everybody, but I also have to identify the people who are good by our standards as well. Um, mm. and so, mm -hmm. uh, which to go a layer deeper, right? There's yeah. the grandstanding, there's the proving how good I am. Uh, and the reason that you want to do that is because you want to find a space where you are safe and included. Right. Mm. And so I would even our, go further and say, you want to find a place that you can monetize if you're a public figure. Oh, I, sure. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, let's not even just, uh, you know, sweep that under the rug. Most people sure. don't even put their true, genuine affections towards their cause, yeah. especially if it's going to cut off their paycheck. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so um, or they put their uh, their attention toward a cause they don't fully believe in because there's a paycheck. You know, there's a uh, lot of motives, yep. right. And yep. so um, and, and we see that with 
And right now there's a religion of politics happening in the United States where people are centering their lives around uh, political and social issues. Um, which is not something that's new. Um, it's not, you know, people want to be like, oh, th the temperature has really raised lately. And it's like, well, I don't, if you pay attention at all, it's it's been there. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. it's just been pointed in different directions. And now mm -hmm. it's pointed in a direction that's a little more real to you. Um, but mm -hmm. I, what I was saying is that there's all of that is a um, selfish attempt to prop up an ego because at the core, we all know that in here, we're not good, right? We all, mm. there's, there's something about us that knows, you know your deepest desires, you know? We look mm -hmm. at ancient wisdom that says, I do the things that I don't wanna do, I don't do the things that I want to do, because in us, we all know that our desire for justice and for peace and for mercy uh, outweigh yeah. our ability to naturally do that, right? Wow. And so we all know that there is this disconnect of, we, we all know that we're not naturally good people. Um, and so in an attempt to combat that within ourselves, we then, we have two options. One, we can admit that we're not good, which is what we as Jesus followers are called to do. That's the first step of following Jesus is acknowledging yeah. that I myself yeah. do not have the ability to save my wretchedness in me. You know, right. and I and I don't mean like, uh, oh, I'm hell bent. I'm going to burn in flames. Kind of. I need to save her. I mean, like my desire is to be selfish and annoying and not submit myself to my right. like, for example, in my relationship with my girlfriend, my desire is to be right. And my desire is to to say no, like this is the right way. And sometimes I lean into that and it's hurtful to her and to right. me, you know, um, yeah. that's my natural desire. But then what I have to do is I have to, in, a, in an effort to have a relationship with this person, I have to submit that to this relationship and say, I'm not going to take my anger and I'm not going to take my desire to be right right now. I'm not going to grab that and say, this is mine. I'm going to let that go for the sake of a better relationship here because there's mm -hmm. more. And so, and that's just an example. I mean, like, what we're doing instead, though, is posturing ourselves that we don't have to acknowledge that part. And we're going to say, no, I'm good. And so we compare ourselves to other people uh, and mm -hmm. we grandstand and we say, I am good because I believe these things. Well, I'm not like those people who think this or I have this bumper sticker that you see the bumper stickers that are like, uh... <laughs> first of all, if your car has bumper stickers, I judge you. All right. That's me being like, I'm better okay. than that person. Right. Sure. And you know, sure. And, Doing uh, what you just told us not to do. Got it. Name it. That's what I'm saying. Listen, I'm telling you, I am not a good person. All right. You know, yeah. but all that to say, the, the thing that we landed on before we got here was that it's selfishness disguises mm -hmm. selflessness. And so, but the reason that you want to appear that way is because you know that selflessness is good. You know, that's mm -hmm. a good virtue. You know that yeah. that is something that is currency in our society. But instead of doing the work and the responsibility of being selfless, which would involve actually caring about other people, what I can then do instead is just virtue signal and say the right things to appear as selfless. So that right. way I don't have to have the responsibility of true community. Right, right. Because, you know, if you did have true community, then what you would really find is the ability to have people say the things that are authentic and true. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that always 
feels uh, like it, it makes you have this incongruency with, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. My desire is to be good. My desire is to do better. My desire is to break cycles of what I've grown up seeing my family do and what I've seen the old patterns are. And I want to be that way. And now you're going to tell me this, that I, I shouldn't, you know, do that. It, 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 it exposes you at a place that goes, ah, but be real about it. And mm -hmm. to be honest, Jaron, what I think you're leading into in this conversation as well is people do have a seriousness about them, about issues and about little things that aren't the main thing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They're not the thing mm -hmm. that we really need to be talking about. So we do have a Christian audience that follows along. We don't disguise this podcast and try to make it sneaky. We say that we are a faith-based podcast. Right. And so for the, the people listening right now, what's something that you think the Christian community should lighten up about. Like if you see by and large, big <clears> scale, <throat> this is what you're uptight and we, and you need to lighten up about it. What would be that thing that you would tell us? Uh, I think there's a, as I travel and do churches, there seems to be this alarm that, um, you know, our world is going to hell and it's up to us to redeem it. And, uh, and I thank God every day that it's not. Yeah. And so uh, because something I learned yeah. several years ago was that the people who act like the people who think it's their responsibility to save everybody around them are often people who think it's their responsibility to save themselves. And so what? Um, Hold up. Let's say that soundbite. Save that. <laughs> say that again. The, people, uh, the people who believe it's their responsibility to save everyone around them are often people who believe it's their responsibility to save themselves. Right. At the front so, door. So good. So, so good. whenever we look at culture, we look at the way that uh, public programs are structured or whatever. And people are like, well, you know, the Bible's not allowed in school anymore. And that's why America's going downhill. And, you know, once a nation yeah. turns its face on God, all these things of looking at the around the world and saying, we have to legislate and we have to make rules and we have to, and then not even like, not even like legislate. You go to a, a church and you, mm. um, we've all been part of that small church where there's like a subtle, like, oh, well, you should wear something different on Sunday, you know? There's like rules that are involved in the. Wait a minute! You don't wear group. different things on Sunday. You don't show up in a three-piece suit with the vest and the. <laughs> oh, no, no, I do. Talking. I, he's talking, area. Candace. You don't show up slutty on a Sunday when you leave. You don't worship. show up. Okay. Did There's you people... say slutty? I wow. I will never. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Da, da, That's da, what da, I wear. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't clarify how covering those three-piece suit was. Um, <laughs> it's a crop top. I wear a crop suit to church on Sundays. Anyway. Bellies out. Uh, the Lord is blessed. <laughs> I don't know what's happening But what right we now. do in an, attempt to, in an attempt to redeem, even on a small scale, like community and our, our friend group and our whatever, is that we create all these arbitrary rules that are like, we got to follow this because if we don't, and it creates an anxiety in us. If we don't, if we do the right things, if we say the right things, then that's what's going to, that's what's going to turn this ship around. And then God will bless us. Wow. Right. And, wow, yeah. and how flawed theology is that? Is that it's not my job to redeem humanity. God didn't send us out and say, all right, y'all better steer this thing around. You know, yeah. he came and joined us in flesh and said, by my spirit, we'll yeah. walk together through this and I will do the redeeming work. Yeah. And so you know what I instantly thought of is, is simply this idea of how futile 
it feels like it, it, it feels so futile to just consistently pursue numbers. Like I don't see scripture that says they will know you're my followers by how many people attend your services. They will know you're my followers by how many people you proselytize or evangelize and lead to the kingdom of heaven. That's not scripture. It says, go into all the world and do these things, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It says, make disciples. It doesn't say, make converts really quick and then say, peace out. It talks about but they will know you by, by the way that you love one another. You used an excellent word earlier, Candace. You used an excellent word. You said you. Uh, there's a fear of being exposed. Mm. And so I was thinking this the other morning of, because I, I do high school assemblies and uh, I was looking up stats that in, in 2019, yeah, I do, I do school assemblies, um, <laughs> but in, in 2019, uh, over 80% of high schoolers, they interviewed juniors and seniors, over 80% of them said that their dream job was to be a YouTuber or influencer, right? How and many? So every, 80%? Over 80%. That was like their top choice. They had other choices, you know, but over wow. 80% said that that would be their dream job. And so I was, I was wow. trying to think and, and. It's interesting the fame culture that we're in, right? Mm, and and mm. church is not free from it. Obviously, we've got celebrity pastors, the preachers and sneakers, the whole thing, you know. Um, yep. I was trying to the other morning, and and even my like I I I'm very in tune with my social media analytics. You know, I'm a social media nerd. I I I like to grow. I like to see what's working, what's not working. Uh, but I have to admit on an inner level that there's a part of me that wants to be famous. Right. Like I want to yeah. be, I want people yeah. to know my name. And okay. the reason that I think that is, and, I, and it, for me or for just the desire for fame in general, is that there is a safety there in that I want to be known. I want people to know my name. I want people to know who I am and I want them to know who I think. But hmm. I don't want the responsibility of knowing them or them being close enough to call me out on things. And so when you say like this, this desire for numbers of these people of like, we got to save the whole world and pull everybody in the, the, so good. the underlying thing of like being a, a person who's like a sidewalk preacher, who's pulling in these people and, and whatever, is that there's no responsibility to them outside of that moment of sharing the, sharing the gospel with them, that moment of handing them a tract. And are those things bad? Sure. I, not really, I guess. Um, but they're not as fruitful mm. as having a genuine loving relationship with someone. And it's not mm -hmm. sexy. It's not, it's not sexy to disciple throughout your entire life, 12 people. Yeah. That's yeah. Not you you want to know what else number. is not really, really um, enticing to Christians is when mm -hmm. I tell them that I have a handful of friends that I've been friends with for 10 plus years that mm -hmm. still have not made a decision to give their life to Jesus. And mm -hmm. I honestly don't know if they ever will, but yet I'm still showing up, meeting them in their cities when we're in the same place, being friends, like commenting on their photos of their kids, reaching out in text messages once or twice a month, if not more, and actually being a friend without mm -hmm. the desire to say, okay, you haven't given your life to Jesus. Wow, we're not on the same page. We can't share life together. You don't understand me. I don't understand you. Like that's not enticing. And yet I feel like that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. And mm -hmm. I think it's because this this ethos of the show today saying you should really lighten up. So many people are tight and tense about things that matter not. You know, right. I mean, I'm sitting here going, yeah. 
why does that be the hill that you die on is how many you get to to profess Jesus because the reality is I've I've seen a lot of people profess Jesus in my lifetime that it was not sincere mm-hmm. you know and that's mm-hmm. not for me to judge but it's like I can I can see the fruit the fruit the didn't play out right yeah right, right, right. Yeah. yeah and and so what I what I think is um driving that is what I said earlier is that the desire to have every conversation become a, you know, I've got this friend and he really needs Jesus kind of thing um, is because it, if you're constantly looking around at other people and judging what they're doing, not judging, but that's a, a loaded word. But if you're measuring where people are, even within the church, you're measuring like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that couple does this or that, you know, I saw them out. Like uh, I saw that her Instagram story and she had a glass of wine and her, you know, you're constantly measuring. Just imagine, and, I, and this is where I have more empathy. Uh, is that I go, if they're that hard on everyone around them, you know, it's only yeah. because their in their internal voice is screaming at them all day of, well, that person's so drinking good. wine. That means that they're not in tune with God. And that comes from a root of, I can never touch that stuff because that would mean that I'm not in tune with God or that I am not favored by God. And so all of that comes from a root of, Ooh. I am not good. Right. So my options are I either need to prove my goodness and measure Mm -hmm. the goodness of everyone around me, or Mm -hmm. I need to submit my ungoodness to the Mm -hmm. goodness of the father and say, I'm not good. You are good on my behalf. You've loved me and accepted me where I am. And let me Mm -hmm. extend that to other people. That will help me lighten up a lot. So if you're finding yourself being angry, uh, Mm -hmm. you're nitpicking other people, nitpicking yourself, it's probably an ego check that needs to be done. Lighten up on that, man. Well, you, I mean, man, there's so many. My mind's like, first of all, you have 25 books in you that you need to just get out. Yeah. Just kind of from one yep. author to like get your books out. Um, mm-hmm. But agree. But when you when you you're... start on a book, <laughs> I have a word document. I go, okay. Just hey, hit start me up, right hit where me you up off just, show. We know we know how to we'll we know you. how to write books. Yeah, we got you. Um, yep. But. What I was going to say is, so you laid out those two like responses to when people respond to jokes or they're whatever, like, I'm going to save the world. You laid out the second response, which is submit it to the father and goodness comes from that. Right. And then from that place, you begin to trace your impact. Right. Mm -hmm. So now you're impacting from a place of I'm not, it's not my job to save the world. You're impacting from man, I have this relationship with a God who's given me gifts, who's given me a desire to stand on this stage, to poke some holes in some stuff that's wrong with the world, but to bring up a conversation, a lighthearted conversation to get people thinking. So you gave us a lot to chew on, but but a question I have is, do you have any moments that stood out to you in your career with comedy where you were like, man, I... I see the impact this is making. Do you have any specific yeah. stories you want to share? There was a, the moment I knew I wanted to do comedy full time. So I originally started as a musician. Um, I wrote funny songs is why I ended up doing what I'm doing. Uh-huh. But um, I have, there's, it's out there still. I have a, a couple like serious songs that I wrote. Uh, what are they called? Songs. We're going to look at uh, There's a, there's an EP called Yellow Choices. Uh, and it is, um, it is on iTunes and Spotify and all that. I, I'm proud of those. Those turned out okay. Uh, yeah, I was I was 19 
Um, and this was 2014. Uh, so yellow choices, just so you know, quick tangent on that, is whenever you're driving and the light turns yellow, you have a decision of you're either going to gun it or you're going to slow down. And so uh, I Love dropped it. out of college and decided that I was going to gun it. I was going to go for it and see what happened. So anyway, it was a yellow choice. Oh. Uh, and so. Um, Look at that. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> and so. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I was I was traveling, doing churches. I was leading worship. I was taking a semester mm -hmm. off from school because I was going to do this and then kind of see what came of it. And then I planned on going back to college that fall. And on uh, June of 2014, Thursday night, I did a homeless church in San Antonio. Uh, and they're there for the free meal, you know. And so like it's mm -hmm. just 200 homeless people in a very hot room because June in San Antonio. Mm. And, uh, and so they're not fake laughing. They're not doing the church polite laugh kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. but I started, I started doing the songs. I told a few jokes and by the end of this, like 40 minutes together, like we were roaring, we were having a great time. <laughs> and there was a, a woman who came up to me afterward who said, uh, I haven't smiled in weeks and I really, yeah. need and, and it was that like we got in the van and I told Tim, I said, dude, I think I have to do comedy and I've got to like, that's just what I have to do with my entire life. And so, um, I took musician off my website. I made it all a comedy thing. And then I have just leaned into it ever since that night. Golly. Well, I'm glad that you did because obviously, um, you're living out one of your purposes. I don't want to say you're living out your purpose because listen, we've gotten to know you a little bit deeper. And I think, I think those that are listening in or watching in even right now on Facebook live, they see the sincerity and who you are. I, I, I don't want to go crazy here because you know, I might cry, but when I say yeah. that I have met some incredible people in my life, Jaron, you're, um, you're one of those, man. I, like I really, really appreciate you and value your voice in my life. And, um, here's the deal. <clears throat> <laughs> Look at me getting emotional. Here's the I'm crying too. I don't. We're just <laughs> meeting, and I'm like, I know it's fantastic. <laughs> well, there's not many people that you. Um, if I if I would have been somebody that said, "Who's this punk kid that challenged me and said you're not stealing my thunder?" <laughs> if I, <laughs> if I'd had any ego in that mm -hmm. moment, instead of leaning into the fact that I could see something remarkable in you. Um, I would have lost out on one of the greatest human beings that I know in this planet. Um, you love large, you make people feel levity. Um, there's not many people uh, in this world that I think God gives the task and, and the challenge of bringing space to lighten up. And you're one of those. And so I just love you so much. And I think our, I think our people that are listening in are just blessed to be a part of this conversation. I know as a friend, I love you and Reagan so much. Was I supposed to say her name or not her name? Your you girlfriend? Can, yeah. <laughs> but I, I love it's not a secret. I don't have more than one. It's not like I got another, <laughs> I don't have another girlfriend listening being like, wait, who? <laughs> wait a minute. The boy is mine. Uh, no, um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got, I got a girl, Jessica, listening and being like, who's Reagan? You know? <laughs> No, I just, I, I feel like what we're seeing in, in somebody like you that really gives us the ability to lighten up in a broad scope is that the people that are coming up that are lovers of God and love his word and are digging into the hard things 
Um, yes, we may carry laugh and levity, but we're also carrying some deep, deep truths to hit hard. And so I just, I'm so grateful that you're one of those people in this world. I love you. Every time I get to talk with you, man. Every time. Shucks. I didn't know we were doing an encouraging session. You know, you know what? I will tell you this. Side note. And I don't even yeah. mind this side note at the end of our time here. But I think everybody should know this. If you're not lightening up, you're actually an adversary for there being a productive encouragement on somebody's life. Because really what you've just told us is that all the things that you're saying, discourage. You mm. should be this. You should be better. You shouldn't say that. You shouldn't do this. You should show up like this. You shouldn't joke about that. And that's what our show is. And I'm going to tell you, as somebody that's in a spotlight, and you understand this, Jenny and, mm. and Jaren, you both understand this. The greatest detour that I have to filling my destiny is discouragement. Mm -hmm. And and we need people that say, lighten up, have fun, give mm -hmm. it a go, put, put your all in it, put your heart in it. What if it fails? What if it's wonderful? You know? Yeah. But, but just encourage one another. And all the more as we see Jesus coming back, encourage, 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 encourage. And uh, lightening up helps you to be an encourager. Mm -hmm. It really does. And it's, and I, and I think, you know, wrapping up here where you said at the end is that uh, we're not, I'm not and never advocating for a uh, fictitious joy um, Gosh, for yes. a, you know, right. when, when I'm not saying you should just smile and be like, yeah, nothing's wrong. You know? Yeah. Green and berry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause what I found is, is that, you know, man, especially 2020, went through like some of the hardest times mm -hmm. I've been through in a minute. Um, and the longer that I didn't deal with those things, the less joy that I had. But I'm telling mm -hmm. as soon as I dove in and was honest with myself and honest with those around me, there was so much joy on the other side of it. Um, and so it was robbing my joy by avoiding. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah. So one quick challenge to your listeners. This is something that I ask myself every day. Um, is if I were to live every day like today, what would my life look like a year from now? What would my life look like a decade from now? Well, like if if I'd made zero changes, if I ate the same things, if I exercised the same amount, if I put Good. the same effort into the relationships around me, what would that look like a year, uh, 10 years from now? And if every day I am a pessimist and I am frustrated and I am that's where you asked about my road rage earlier there was a bit of me that I was like man I'm just on edge and if I continue to do that mm. every day it just compiles mm. and compiles and compiles uh, and I didn't like the way that was going to look in 10 years man I love that listeners what if today's your groundhog day what mm -hmm. if this is what you live out the rest of your life how did how's it going to go for you I love that Jaren okay <laughs> today's show kicked my proverbial spiritual butt made me want to you're like you're better. like a comedic philosopher like where did you come from like yeah comedic philosopher. update he's got 250 million views and he's musician a musician off that website comedic <laughs> philosopher is a comedic philosopher <laughs> that'll, that'll get you on stages no i just you have such a gift though like i love okay. following I'm not cool and I'm not on TikTok, but I follow you on Instagram. I know that's where all the kids you see are it, these days on It's the TikTok. same content. But like you, you have such you a way, it. you have such a way to help people feel seen in your yeah. jokes, even in yeah. how you communicate with people. 
And that is such a gift because I feel like right now mm. people are like, if they're responding out of tradition or religiousness or rigidness, whatever, mm. the way you operate helps people to feel seen, to connect, and even like own up their stuff, right? And that yeah. is not an easy task to bear. So we just like are so thankful for your voice. We're so yep. thankful for your impact. We're so thankful that you don't feel the pressure to save the world because you wouldn't keep showing up every Groundhog Day if you had to, right? So yep. thank yep. you for being you. And um, I'm I'm honored we got to host you today. And if you are an event coordinator, like bring Jaron out, he will come on by your <laughs> yes. comedy slash whole deal. Yes. Jaron, how can people get connected with you? Tell us real quick. Uh, social media at Jaron Myers. Uh, it's on Instagram and TikTok, which Jenny doesn't use. Um, uh, yeah, you won't but, find me there. <laughs> but all over, yeah. And I read all my DMs, uh, so um, good or bad. So say something mean to me, I guess, if you want. But and you'll uh, be in the next comedy special. I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. And, and I do have two specials on Amazon Prime, uh, and so awesome. if you give your money to the the dark demon lord Jeff Bezos, uh, and you wow. have a, Amazon Prime, I was messing. I don't know. It's popular to think that, that people are ruining or whatever oh if you <laughs> everyone's got amazon so i've got two specials you can watch those there uh but mostly yeah i'm just looking for friends so thank you guys for having me on this is a i do listen to the show um you know i probably should listen more often um hey. but i'll tell you who enjoys hey. it is my girlfriend reagan she she yeah. really enjoys it. not that i don't but she enjoys the show so she listens so i i listen with her car sometimes and you guys are a, a really impactful voice so thank you for wow. what you're doing well thank you hey listen we've enjoyed this conversation we hope that it'll help you and inspire you to lighten up because you should and uh all the shoulds in your life that you need to shut up shut them up and we'll talk to you next week you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.